It's seven minutes in heaven. Wow. <laughs> this is Arielle. This is Miriam. Oh, God, we sound horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pride. And we're not celebrating. Well, we're celebrating. <laughs> we're celebrating the pride. Miriam's got rainbow nails. <laughs> yeah. And as I was telling Ariel, the person who did my nails is really confused by it. Um, and she's saying that because one of the nail colors is not cute. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> Collectively, they're cute. It's but like just the one. cheerleader effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it totally is. <laughs> they look cute zoomed out. Just don't zoom in. Sometimes I'm just like, like I'll face. just hold my hand so that I can't see that one finger. Oh, yeah. Okay, and see all the other you fingers. You look like you have problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an alien. <laughs> um, no, but you were, uh, we were talking about why we're not doing Pride and why, and by doing Pride, like going to a parade or yeah, celebrating with folk. And honestly, we, we both are just pretty tired and need to chill, but more so, it's not our day. I've never gone to Pride. I've been to, like, Pride-adjacent events. One oh, yeah. time I went to a gay club, like, two years before I was 21 with some of my friends. Wow, badass. I know. I was underage. And there was, like, a famous gay porn star, and it was really fun, and I love queer spaces. Like, I think they're so inclusive and wonderful and happy, but I just, honestly, today I don't want to drink and be in a crowd, but also feel like those spaces aren't for me, and I don't want to take up space. Yeah. And I want people to just, like... I don't want people to come up to me and think I'm gay and then, you know, me have to be, like, swooping out of the kiss or whatever. I don't know. I don't think that would happen. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not all about you. I think it might be. I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm an option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be, depending on who it is. Well, is um is Pride, like, a day, like, um, uh, St. Patrick's Day? Like, all the straights, like, that's there. So that's the thing. I have some friends who I don't think I've ever been to Pride who are going this year, and it, they're, like, going to a pregame, and it just feels very much like St. Patty's Day in that way. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what gay people that. think about it. I mean, I feel like on Twitter I've seen I – mean, people obviously hate straight Pride. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I've seen in a breakdown of uh, LGBTQIA that allies is one of them. Yeah. Like, okay, so then allies should go and, like, be there and enjoy, but also keeping in mind that <clears throat> it is not their space. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to be there and, like, buy a ticket to something and that ticket, then the event sold out and someone who's queer couldn't go to that event because I yeah. purchased a ticket to it. You yeah, know? yeah. Literally taking up space. Yeah. That makes so much sense. But I guess the parade is different. It's yeah. Just, I don't want to be in a crowd right what now. What I'm missing out on is all the free condoms. I was kind of, yeah. I wanted to get all that stuff, and then we could do, like, a photo shoot and, like, just uh, raining condoms. But you can get free condoms, like, anywhere. I guess, yeah, we can. You can go to, like, there's bars that give them out. Last time I, I, I guess last year, I got all the free condoms and then brought them to the tab office. Oh, my God. By the way, did you read the Babe piece? About... Oh, you did? Okay, this is not on your radar. Um, for everyone listening. <laughs> um, I used to work at the tab, which was um, shared with an office with babe.net, the publication that came out with the Aziz Ansari piece last year. And um, Babe folded recently, and a couple or a bunch of my coworkers came forward talking about the um, sexual abuse that was going on with uh, um, and misconduct of the, the men in charge. So it was the cut that came out with this piece, then Refinery29, and now all these other little publications are doing spinoffs. Mm. Um, but it just detailed everything. And I guess this is really only important for the media world, but you should read it, Miriam, because you know me. Yeah, and I care about sexual misconduct. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, That's fucked. I don't remember why I brought this up. But on another... Oh, right. I brought the condoms to the babe office. <laughs> so you ate it. <laughs> I don't think anyone there was using condoms yeah. to be honest. <laughs> and nobody took them and they were just like chilling there. <laughs> um, I do have a female condom in the bag though that I want to try. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot if you've tried yeah, it. Yeah, I have. What do you think? It was bad. 
wide, <laughs> weird. It like it felt like less sensation, but the guy I was with really liked it. So. Huh. Yeah. Right, because it wasn't like around his deck. Yeah. So um, gotcha. I read, I think Clue wrote an article about it, and they were like, it can increase and it can increase pleasure for you, but the reason they say that is because you feel more comfortable that you're protected and that you're in charge of your protection. Um. <laughs> like that's not gonna make it feel better for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm on birth control. It's fine. <laughs> um, Miriam, that's not the point. It's the STIs, and that's why you don't use condoms. I do, (laughs) Mom. (laughs) I don't really have any updates for you. Me neither. Yeah. I'm just dating that guy. Yeah. I don't want to talk about him. You can't talk about. Yeah. You must not be named. (laughs) Um, The guy I hooked up with and talked about on last week's episode listened to the episode. Yes. And he said that I gave way too many details about him. <laughs> and I told him he was being a little paranoid. Yeah, so if you guys are stalking him, um, tell him that Miriam says Yeah, hi. give a send him my love. <laughs> um, but he thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah he liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's hot. Yeah. And you guys have another appointment soon. Yeah. With the doctor. Tomorrow? No, we rescheduled. It's kind of up in the air right now. Oh, We'll solidify that shit. Wednesday. Whenever. Okay. (laughs) Hello, sluts. And welcome to Sex News. This horrifying app undresses a photo of any mm. woman with a single click. Is this one of yours? Deep nude. Oh, man, yes. This is Vice reports it. Wait, but this is one of yours? Yeah, but we can talk about it. Okay, but then we're going to have an uneven amount of news That's items. Fine. Okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so this programmer made an app called Deep Nude, which is a take on, like, deep fakes. Um, Do people know what deep fakes are? I don't think so. Why don't you... So my, I, really I just found out about it pretty recently. My coworker showed it to me, but basically you can make someone, you can take any person's face and make it seem like they're saying or doing something that they're not saying or doing. So with this, this is, app? Not with an app, just with this technology. Okay. So like there was this video of Nancy Pelosi that where she appeared to be drunk. It was a deep fake and it was, went viral on Facebook. And it's, so there's a lot of implications for like what that's going to do to our politics because I could just make a video of myself and be like, pretend to be Donald Trump and say, I want Medicare for all and I want to let in all the immigrants. And people would think that's Donald Trump saying that's that. That's so crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen that video. I heard about it. Yeah. How is. It's so weird because it's like, if you can do anything with someone's image, why would you make them appear kind of just like confused and drunk? Why wouldn't you just make them say dumb shit, you know? Because that probably looks more real. That's true. Or, yeah. Like it's more believable. Um,. Okay, so this this app, Deep Nude, uses neural networks to remove clothing from images of women and make them look realistically nude. So it swaps their clothing out for boobs and vulva, is what Vice said, which is Go great. Go Vice. Um, but it only works on pictures of women, so Vice tried to do it on a dude, and it just replaced his pants and top with, like, or, or maybe it was just the pants with a vulva. Um, but since it came out... The creators took it down, I guess, yeah. from all the backlash, which is good. Yeah, they took it down, like, two days later. Wow. that's. I wonder how much money they made from it, though. Like, you know. Yeah, because the free version, there would be, like, a big stamp in the middle of it that said, this is fake. But then the paid version, which was $100, there was just, like, a watermark in the upper left-hand corner that was really easy to remove. Wow. Yeah. Do you hear that noise? Yeah, I do. Someone's... I wonder if it's getting picked up. Wait, let me hear. Can I hear it without my headphones? No. I don't I think, think so. it's fine. Okay. Well, enjoy the music, you guys. <laughs> um, so the founder of revenge porn activism, of a revenge porn activism organization, her name is Caitlin Bowden. She says, this is absolutely terrifying. Now anybody could find themselves a victim of revenge porn without ever having taken a nude photo. This text should not be available to the public. Um, and this reminds me, on Horgasmic... I posted something, someone shared a story with me about how she, um, somebody like took a video of her, her nudes got out or something. Mm. Um, and so I said, girls or everyone, you need to be careful, um, who you're sending pictures to like, and 
if there if there's something that you don't want out on the internet like then you probably shouldn't send it or be using instagram like a protect yourself and use use messaging systems that like disappear your thing it's like snapchat exactly yeah um and so this girl messaged me and she was like you know i'm really triggered and like so upset that you're making it seem uh, that you're blaming the victim and that it's their responsibility and not the other person's and i'm like of course like <laughs> you have to take preventive me- measures and misogynistic assholes are not going to stop spreading news yeah. so what you can do is protect yourself so then I asked for resources, and people submitted them, I think, but now I can't look up at the old story, so I have no idea what they said. But anyway, um, I was really annoyed that that girl said that, um, and also annoyed that I got annoyed that she was annoyed with me, because <laughs> she's a stranger, and I just should... Yeah, and it's tr- it's true that, like, we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. Like, we, we should be able to take pictures of ourselves naked with our faces, and send it to people we trust and assume that they're not going to share that, but you can't trust anybody. Shit happens. What if their phone gets hacked? Yeah. I mean, that's... And you don't know people like you think you know someone, but sometimes... Yeah. You don't know. I feel like I know you, though. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'll send you a nude with my face in it. <laughs> I take so many nudes with my face in it, but I don't send them to anyone. It's just for me. <laughs> oh, and that's a great way to feel more body positive. A lot of people have been asking me about that, and so many people said that they take nudes of themselves and just keep it in their folder and look at them yeah it's only <laughs> awkward when my co- i want to show my coworker a picture and he's like leaning over my shoulder and i'm like uh maybe don't do that <laughs> at work you're just like gazing at yourself because <laughs> at least i can when it's my friends i could be like there's gonna be nudes but i can't do that with my coworker. <laughs> that's why you need a work phone yeah <laughs> um all right back to you miriam all right, so we were supposed to talk about this last week, and we didn't, so I'm talking about it now. Fuck yeah. Um, so there's this whole movement by our favorite sex toy company, or one of them, Dame Products. What's our discount code? Our discount code is SMHPOD for 10% off your order. Sweet. That was so organic. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's been a lot of media attention to this, but basically... Dame Products and other similar sex tech companies that create sex toy products for women, like vibrators, lube, um, can't advertise on the MTA. And there's this like really big du- double standard because if you live in New York, you've probably seen the Hymns ads where it's literally like a bent over cactus that looks like a dick or uh, the Roman ads where it's like, where can I find ED pills asking for a friend? Or yeah, even honestly, more annoyingly, fucking ads of women's titties being like, want bigger titties? Here's a breast augmentation place you can go to. So there's all these, you know, pretty sexual ads that are allowed on the MTA, but they won't, the MTA has a strict policy where they don't allow sex toy ads for any gender. Uh, so they don't, there's no advertisements for male sex toys on the MTA either, but they do support drugs. And I feel like, it would be better to deal with your sexual pleasure in a way that doesn't require you to take drugs because there's symptoms. Um, And also there is no real female Viagra or anything that like does the same sort of thing that Viagra does, but lube really helps and sex toys really, really help women's sexuality. So Mm -hmm. Dame is suing the MTA citing censorship and sexism, basically saying it's a ridiculous double standard that we can base, we can say, Oh, woman, your need, your titties need to be bigger and men, you need to take this pill to get a boner, but we don't care about women being able to have orgasms. Mm-hmm. Um, so a similar thing happened to a company called Thinks a few years ago. Thinks. And Unbound. Yeah. Well, so Thinks is a company that makes period underwear, and they had ads that said for women with periods, and it was initially banned, but then later it was approved. Mm-hmm. I've seen those all over. Yeah. And Unbound had a similar situation where they, um, what's the word? They got, like, all this beautiful artwork commissioned beautiful Mm -hmm. artwork with like tiny tiny depictions of their products you can barely see them they're there but they're like very small part of this whole overall beautiful image of just women enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. and the mta said they were too phallic so unbound changed them and the mta approved them but they still haven't been actually yeah but they did put that up in williamsburg somewhere yeah by bulletin yeah that's so cool it's gorgeous artwork i I wish we knew the artist's name there was robbie eisenberg i believe her name robin eisenberg robin eisenberg was was one of them there were four artists oh yeah um we'll put it in the show notes that's hers yeah i know it's like my favorite one so good um 
And then on top of that, this is somewhat related. Boston recently rejected an ad for The Wing, which is the all-women's co-working space. It said something along the lines of, no mansplaining here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Boston Metro affiliate, whatever their name is, said that the ad was too political and banned mm-hmm. it. So obviously there's double standards and this shit's fucked up. Um, so Dame is suing the MTA. And other places that sex toys can advertise on are Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter... And all of those places have ads for things like guns and bras that hold your gun in them and ED medication. And Pinterest had a penis pump ad. So all of that's okay, but things that make women come aren't okay. Yeah, it's really insane. Yeah. So fucked up. Did Unbound sue um, the MTA? Mm -mm, They they just had like a the back and forth so this is the first time the mta is being sued yeah unbound had a big media campaign so they got the new york times involved so that's why the mta eventually changed their mind and did approve their ads but still haven't done anything mm. for it with wow them wow because of this uproar but we're hoping i'm hoping that, i mean i think i'm glad dame is doing this that they're using the money they have to do this that's dame why products we support versus them. the mta yeah was iconic amazing sex history books yeah yeah but this is historical. Right. And we're here. We're reporting on it live. Wow. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Back to you, Ariel. I'm like, <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, okay. Dissatisfaction with school sex education is not associated with using pornography for sexual information, a new study says. So basically there's this myth that kids, or I mean, high schoolers use porn for sex ed when they don't get good sex ed in school um and the study finds that that's not actually true but wait for it (laughs) so the study had um 1380 irish students between the ages of 18 to 24 what they found was that gay and bisexual students were the least satisfied with their sex ed duh (laughs) um and a majority of all the students use porn for sex ed but being dissatisfied with school sex ed did not predict porn use for sex education, nor did using porn for sex ed predict a greater satisfaction with the current sexual knowledge. So basically, kids are going to watch porn for sex ed no matter how satisfied they are with their sex mm. education. Um, and that's associated with like a greater aspiration to just learn and know more about like what's going on Um sexually um so what that means is that we need better porn available yeah yeah so maybe Ethical we should go into porn. porn i mean yeah we don't have to like be the stars but speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd be a great porn star actually. you would be i'd love to see it i have one video of myself sucking my ex's dick and it was really does he hot. have it i don't know what else probably it's fine <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I, I honestly like my whole idea with that stuff I mean revenge porn is fucked up I'd be really upset if people like saw my nudes because that just is a violation of my agency and like if I want people to see me naked that should be up to me but I think it's just I don't really in the end really care if people see me naked that's not and I don't think like seeing someone naked means that they're not amazing and worthy of life you know like, yeah, yeah it shouldn't ruin your reputation to have your nudes leaked it should ruin the reputation of the person who leaked the nudes yeah that's it's the same thing as like it shouldn't it's not your fault if you get raped like if someone rapes you they're the piece of shit not yeah you. they're the violators right but yeah that's so true it's it's i didn't want them to see it but like i don't really care except for the fact that it violated my choice exactly you didn't have the choice yeah but you don't really care i mean yeah i mean i feel like you've should live in a nudist colony i'm trying to <laughs> wait that nude beach we wanted to go to yeah that's where we should roll <laughs> <laughs> what a time that would be okay back to you miriam okay so um a few episodes back we talked about how arizona was the board of education was talking about reconfiguring their sex ed and that they were going to get rid of this kind of this regulation that they had that basically said heterosexual relationships were the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was this huge protest. Parents literally filled the Board of Education. They were in four rooms, four different rooms to protest the fact that this was going to be taught to their children. Wow. So Arizona is going to continue teaching that heterosexual relationships are the way to go. 
Wait, sorry. They were protesting to keep it? To keep oh, the that's old, horrible. yeah. That's horrible. And the Board of Ed was like, we're not making legislation. We won't do it. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm taking away the kudos I gave to Arizona Aww. last time. I know. During Pride Month, no less. Like, you couldn't have waited until July? No. It was on purpose. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Back to you, Ariel. Thank you, Miriam. Vilesi, a new drug with low sex drive gets FDA approval, the ABC News reports. I think that's a confusing headline. Yeah, I don't think the drug has low sex drive. <laughs> <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration approved this new drug that will boost women's libido. So it's for women who have hypoactive sexual desire disorder, which means that it, it's hard for them to get sexually aroused. I feel like, is that a real thing? It's very debated. Yeah. One of the criticisms is um, asexuals feel like they, that the HSDD um, doesn't acknowledge them. And right. that it, it makes asexuality a... Like something curable. Yeah, a disease. Um, so that's just one. But then others are just the the language that the DSM-5 def- describes... Um, HSDD is very vague and mm-hmm. so it's hard to like treat people and we don't know if they if there's something else going on or really just their body doesn't get aroused and they actually need medication um, and I know that there was a lot of criticism from gynecologists about this but I didn't really look it up so just the facts about um, the drug are it's available to premenopausal women um, and 10% of women apparently have HSDD, um, which is interesting. It like, seems I, like way too many people. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like I don't buy this disease, quote unquote. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's real. I feel like people just need to learn more about their bodies and play with toys and experience, like use lube. Like, I think it's more mental than it is physical. Because with uh, with ED, it's like your the blood isn't going to your dick. And I guess blood rushes to your vagina too, or your vulva. Like, I know blood goes there, and if there's something stopping that, that's like a medical thing. But that wouldn't be associated with you, your sex drive. Like, people with ED still want to have sex, you know? Right, right. I feel like they're just medicalizing people that don't want to have sex and making them feel bad about that's it. That's so true. Also, so. wasn't... Was it HSDD that doctors would give women sex toys to cure themselves? It was hysteria. Hysteria. (laughs) So that they were too horny. They were just, like, freaking out. So they'd be like, oh, here, have a, like, having an anxiety situation. I don't know. I don't even know what hysteria is. It seems like it's also a bullshit thing. Yeah. It's it's just being fucking horny. And it's like, like, I feel like a, a... a tingly, funky feeling in your vagina that you're like, what's going on? What demon is possessing my (laughs) vagina? (laughs) Um, And so you inject uh, Vilesi into your thigh 25 to 40 minutes before sex. And one one person on Twitter was like, yeah, that's what's going to get me in the mood for sex is stabbing something into my thigh. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You can make that hot. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can make anything hot if you try. It's a lot of preparation. Um, this reminds me of that other drug. Was it the HERS? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that was, was like an anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. It was like an antidepressant, basically. Yeah. But, like, can we just get male birth control? Yeah, please. On the roster? <laughs> Back to you, Miriam. That was it. I have oh, nothing. Hell yeah. Back to you, Ariel. <laughs> back to you, Miriam. No, back to you, Ariel. Topic of the week is. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Ghosting, bitch. Miriam's a serial ghoster. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Tell me about a time you ghosted. Okay. If I match someone on a dating app and I give them my number and they annoy me, I'll ghost them. Okay. Fine. That doesn't count. That's That does not count. Because ghosting is defined as ending a relationship by removing communication. Abruptly. We never had it. Yeah. A, no, in that, a relationship. That does not count. So that's what you mean by ghosting? I ghost, yeah. 
And then there have been times where I've been on a first date and then just, like, didn't really respond. Was it mutual? Uh, there have been times where it's been mutual. There have been times when the person, like, has texted me a few times and then didn't get get it. And then I had to be like, hey, I'm ghosting you. So you said something. Yeah. Well, they keep texting me. I'm going to be like, eh, I'm not interested in you. Okay. I, I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, ideally you would say it earlier, but like at, at least you're saying something. I just feel like it's a little presumptuous to say it before they express interest again, you know? To be um, like, I'm, I'm not really that interested in you. <laughs> and they're like, I wasn't interested in you either, bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like you go on a first date. He texts you the day after like trying to make plans and then if I'm not interested I wouldn't not answer I would say hey I just didn't really feel any chemistry but like I had a great time yeah instead but you're a good texter too I feel like that's part of what's kind of difficult about this day and age it's so easy to ghost but sometimes it's not even on purpose for me sometimes I get a text and I'm like okay I'll deal with that later and then I genuinely forget about it this happens to people I really care about this happens to me this happens to you all the time I go to text (laughs) and I'm like oh fuck (laughs) I'm like oh I need to tell Ariel I'm on the way and I'm like oh she sent me like a whole paragraph that I forgot to respond to and it's not because I don't care or love you you know you get yeah you're you're in the moment kind of gal I'm just like oh I'll deal with that that's why there should be an unread mark is unread function on iMessage so that way if you read it you can be like okay mark it as unread and deal with it later oh i see what you're saying because i want to read it yeah (laughs) yeah but right and you accidentally see and then you forget about it um i think if someone texts you clearly showing interest it's not presumptuous to be like i'm just shutting this down yeah um and so the reason you don't initially do that is because you're saying you don't want to be presumptuous and then also you don't want to reject them I mean, rejecting people isn't easy. No. I do it. I've never done it in person. <laughs> because only, like, with my ex, but that's different. That's breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> I broke up with my ex over the phone. Like, phone call or text? Phone call. But we were long distance. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like if you're ending a relationship, there's no right way to do it. Like, I think it should be in person if it can be. But sometimes if you don't think you can follow through with it, in person, you should just do it over the fucking that's phone. That's so true. You know? Yeah. Do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great advice. I think there's a lot of pressure to do it in per- per- person and also, like, in public. Yeah. So <laughs> in front of everybody. Out. But it's one person's always going to walk away. I mean, both, I think, ideally would be upset. Yeah. But one's going to be more upset. And then the other person's like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> I mean, I also was in, like, a really toxic relationship, so it wouldn't work for me to, like, go in person and yeah. be like, Yeah, oh, that would be up. definitely need to <laughs> not be I'd be like, hey, I'm going to stop talking to you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then have you been ghosted? I was thinking about that on the way over here, and I can't remember, like, a specific experience of being ghosted. Because why would anybody ghost you? But it, it might have happened, and I just, like, it didn't. You don't care. I don't really care. Like, if you're going to ghost me, then I probably don't want to date you anyway. Like, okay, fine. I've never been ghosted when I, like, actually had a serious relationship with someone. But I I have multiple friends who've been ghosted after, like, months of being with someone. Which is insane. So weird. It just shows they have really serious issues going on that they need to address. Um, Have you ever been ghosted? For sure. I'm trying to think first if I've ghosted, and I don't think I have. Yeah, I, I knew you didn't. Yeah. Because you're so communicative. I'm very communicative. To the point of amazing communication. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but my the worst time I was ghosted, I mean, it's happened like a summer fling. I'm, I thought we would be talking and then he just randomly stopped talking to me when mm. I was a teenager. But one that was more recent in college. So I told Miriam I went to a... a like a little get together at someone's apartment last night and it happened to be the the apartment of this kid who I had been hooking up with since college for like ever and it was very not toxic it was just that he was leading me on I was super into him he obviously wasn't except he would text me all the time and like we would have it was a very weird relationship um and so he wasn't there um and apparently he has a new girlfriend Mm. so we're all having fun it's a great time and then he comes in like at the last second and the whole vibe of the room just changed. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, act cool, act cool, act cool. And I'm like <laughs> so high, a little drunk, 
It was bad. Anyway, so this guy, the last time we had sex in college, because we had hooked up this year. We graduated so long ago. I know. Two years ago. Anyway, uh, the last time we had had sex was on the night of the election. (laughs) And I remember it was really bad sex. And I was like, Trump just got elected, and now my sex is horrible. Yeah. Um, and then the next day I like, I had texted him and he just didn't respond. And then I texted him again. I was like, seriously, what the fuck? Um, and I worked at this pizza joint. I remember he came in one day with like a girl and I was like folding boxes, like a little peasant Cinderella (laughs) while he's with my stepsister. (laughs) And I was like, this is so embarrassing. So, um, apparently the reason he ghosted me is because I wrote an article about him. <laughs> it was about oxytocin and, like, the reason that we're in love with fuckboys oh. or, like, how to not be in love with your fuckboy. How boy. did he know it was about him? Because I talked about, like, a guy that I was hooking up with. Could so, have been anyone, though. He doesn't know. Yeah, but it was, like, obviously him. <laughs> but I didn't think anybody was reading my articles. I was like, nobody cares. This is for, like, a stupid, gossipy publication at school. No one... No one's looking at who I'm hooking up with. Yeah. He says that a lot of people talk to him about it, and someone <laughs> in my sorority talked to him about it. I don't believe him, but he says that's the reason why he ghosted me. Like, wow. just, just, just tell, tell me. me. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, we're, our circles run so small. Like, isn't it uncomfortable for the other person? Right? Like, just, you're going to see each other. Yeah, that's it was crazy. Wild. Um, I was so pissed, and he, he always did this. And so I have a bunch of stories that I'm going to read in a bit about ghosting and there's so many of these situations where like people were just very close and then another person randomly ghosts i wanted to ask we're talking about ghosting in the the context of relationships like romantic relationships but have you ever been ghosted by a friend oh um no i think i may have ghosted friends not intentionally but because I I guess I have social anxiety and make and meeting up with people who I don't normally hang out with kind of freaks me out so I'm just avoidant of it Mm. um have you so I haven't not that I can think of ghosted a friend but I've been ghosted wow by a friend but (gasps) to be fair it was basically the end of our friendship anyway we had had a really tumultuous friendship she I thought you know, I think we just didn't get along. Like, she was kind of a toxic person. Maybe she thought I was a toxic person. And I tried talking to her about it, but our conversation really turned into me just telling her everything I didn't like about her. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was really bad. Um, and she was in my group of friends, and basically all of us would hang out without her a lot because we didn't really enjoy spending time with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was that person She in was pretty... Group. Yeah, she was pretty <laughs> difficult. I mean, I, I still care about her and want her to be happy in life but she lives in New York now and um I had a housewarming party that I invited her to that was the last time I saw her so after that my friends and I organized a secret Santa and there was this wine advent calendar thing on Facebook so I tagged all my friends and I was like haha secret Santa she who I didn't invite to the secret Santa liked my comment and then unfollowed all of us on Instagram and uh, she's since this was uh, like right after we graduated, so it's been over a year, almost two years. Wow. Since then, I haven't heard anything from her, but she's hit up two of our friends and gotten drinks with them, and they oh. said it went well. Um, but I just haven't heard anything from her. I think about her a lot because I don't really end relationships that abruptly, you know? So, like, I, you know, still want her to be doing well and think about her sometimes, but maybe you, not a lot. Do you feel like you want to make amends? No. There were a lot of things I didn't like about her. I thought she was a toxic person. I feel like I should keep her out of my life. Yes. But it's just, you know, there were good times. So it's kind of something I think about sometimes. Yeah. 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 I was talking about this with my roommate, Rachel. Yeah. Um, we should be treating our friendships, like romantic relationships and platonic relationships should be treated the same way and that right. you can break up with friends if they're not good for you. Yeah. If they can't, if they don't grow with you and like, fill your bucket then fuck them (laughs) right (laughs) yeah you don't need like a billion friends it's better to have less friends who are there for you who are right for me I'm all about loyalty if I know that you're going to be there for me when I need you then you're going to be my friend (laughs) 
And I'll be there for you when you need me. Miriam is the best friend ever. Stop. I was going to say, like, you're not toxic. How could you be toxic? But maybe you're toxic to someone. Yeah. I think everyone's different. And maybe I'm not toxic in the way I behave, but maybe... I mean, I I wasn't great to her. I literally sat her down and told her everything I didn't like about her. I thought of it, when I did it, for me it was, I want to help you. Like, I want you to know why we don't want to hang out with you so uh-huh. that you can, like, maybe improve upon these things because yeah. these are things that you do that I wish you didn't do. But, but is that just her personality or really things that she could work on? I think they are things she could work on. I think they're things that she's aware of, too, because mm. she had said, you know, she's a really smart person. Um, so I thought there were things that maybe like if someone told her she could change, but you, you can't sit someone down and just criticize them. No one's going to like that. It's really horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've kind of done that to someone before. Yeah. It's just, it was kind of a last ditch effort. Like if we're going to be friends, these are things you need to not do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you can't do that, that's okay. We shouldn't be friends. (laughs) Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but life is so fleeting. YOLO. And why spend it or fleeting life with people that we don't like? Yeah. Big yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, studies. This, this went to a platonic space. Um, yeah, go ahead. Tell me about ghosting. Okay, so the study I read was called Ghosting and Destiny Implicit Theories of Relationships Predict Beliefs About Ghosting. So, our implicit theories are the thoughts that shape how we see the world mm-hmm. around us, they're things that we think about. So, I think one implicit theory people know about is fixed versus growth mindset. Mm-hmm. So, a fixed mindset is you think you are the way you are and it's never going to change. Um, and it's not really a great way to live, personally feel. Uh, and a growth mindset means you can change and you can improve. So someone with a thick, fixed mindset is like, Arielle's a good writer, so that's why she can write, but I'm not a good writer, so I'll never be able to write. Whereas someone with a growth mindset is like, Arielle's a good writer because she fucking writes all the time. And if I wrote all the time and practice, I would become a good writer too. Um, that's a great example. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so in relationship the implicit theories are more about destiny versus growth. So destiny is kind of the same thing as fixed. You think this relationship's either going to work or it's not. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Whereas growth it implies that you can work on the relationship and improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically these implicit theories about how we view relationships can predict relationship longevity, our coping styles, and interpersonal violence. Wow. Interestingly enough. Yeah, so stronger growth beliefs means that you're going to have fewer one-night stands, you're going to date for longer periods of time. Um, so obviously this study got me thinking about my ex, because I remember him... So someone with a destiny theory believes in soulmates, mm-hmm. probably, or like could. Mm-hmm. I remember him saying, you're my soulmate. And I was like, I don't believe in soulmates. And he got really, really upset. Wow. Um even though reading the study, I also kind of thought that I have more of a destiny mindset because for me, when I go on a first date, I'm either like, this is going to work or it's not. And I put a lot of people in that this is not going to work bucket. And then once it works, I go on a few more dates. And then by date five, I basically decide, are we going to continue or no? And then it's like, I think that's kind of the same sort of thing. Well, are you saying it's going to work or not? Or like, do I feel chemistry with this person? Yeah. I mean, it is chemistry, but I would feel that someone with a growth mindset would look at maybe say a, someone they didn't have a lot of chemistry with and be like, maybe we can work on this, right? I don't think so. I think I have a growth mindset. You definitely do. And I I have gone on so many first dates where like they were really into me. And I think, I think that would be like, if knowing that they're into you and like they're fine looking, it was a fine date, then you would, you know, go into but I don't think that's about growth I think that's just like giving them a second chance because you're desperate (laughs) (laughs) I was like they're clearly not for me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna grow with this person who I think is boring but like was fine right you know um I think it's more like having a good sense of who you are and who you vibe with and then you grow I think you're yeah all right, cool. I reject you. I'm good. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can expect, there's not a lot of research on ghosting, but there is a lot of research on ostracism and things like the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. And ostracism has like really negative effects because humans are social species. So yeah. um, it's c- detected as pain. When you're ostracized, you feel physical pain. Yeah. Um, and it really threatens your fundamental needs and your self-control because it's a moment where you don't have control over how someone else is treating you. Mm -hmm. Um, It increases your anger and sadness. So 
Ghosting isn't the same thing as the silent treatment because you could give someone the silent treatment and still continue having a relationship with them. Ghosting means you literally cut off contact. If they keep contacting you, you don't respond. Um, out of nowhere, really, you don't explain mm-hmm. just because you decide you don't like them anymore. So this study looked at uh, people's internal the- implicit theories, the destiny versus growth, and their, and their likeliness to ghost. And it's a really good study because they did two. The first one looked at uh, this from a relationship context, and the second one looked at it from a friendship context. Oh, cool. Um, And there were a pretty good sample size. So the first study had 559 people, and the second study, I believe, had 740. Oh, that's awesome. So they found, I think this is pretty obvious, people with more destiny belief were more likely to ghost and more likely to get ghosted. Mm. They were also less likely to think poorly of a ghoster. So if they Mm. found out someone ghosted, they'd be like, eh, I get it. (laughs) I do the same. (laughs) (laughs) People with a strong growth belief were less likely to ghost, less likely to get ghosted, and less likely to think ghosting is okay. Um, In both studies, people found that it's more fucked up to ghost in a relationship, like a romantic context than a friendship context. I actually don't agree with that. I think it's more okay to ghost a relationship than a friendship um but maybe I would that's agree. just me yeah uh, but maybe that's Loyalty. also because I haven't had any like relationships that have been romantic relationships that have been healthy so mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm like yeah I could ghost that motherfucker I'm not ghosting my friends <laughs> no I, I agree with you yeah so it was an interesting study and I think it's cool that we're starting to look into ghost ghosts yeah, because ghosting, ghost, ghost, it arises from from uh, texting, from social media. Right. But ghosting's been around forever. I mean, people just, like, disappear yeah. on people. It's just so much easier now to ghost people because there's so many more ways to communicate. So yeah, and then you can, to... you're, like, taking away them slowly. Right. Or, I mean, really. What's abruptly. it called? Not when you're ghost. Breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing. There's so many names. Benching, icing. Oh, benching. I like that one. So these all are in reference to people who ghost you for a little bit, but then text you again when they get bored so that you think they're still interested in you, but really they're just like bored and don't know. Yeah. Like you're to... feeding them breadcrumbs or like you're putting them on the bench. They're, they're there until you need them. You bring them back into the game. Yeah. Don't, don't let people treat you like that. Um, when you ghost, do you think you have to just fucking commit to it? Like, you can never respond to that person ever again. Uh, I mean, if you ghost, some, like, when I've ghosted in the past, I've ended up not ghosting when people have texted me, like, ten times, being like, hey, 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 and then finally I have to be like, dude. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I haven't responded to five hey's. So if you hadn't done that, though, why wouldn't you just block them instead of telling them the truth? I have blocked in the past. It depends. There's, I mean, that guy that I'm specifically thinking of, I had actually seen him a few times and hung out with him. Mm-hmm. So it felt pretty brutal to totally yeah. block him, even yeah, though I wasn't bitch. responding to him. But. Um, I think ghosting just it feeds into the cycle of ghosting and creating a standard where everyone's just like honest and being like, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to be in your life anymore. I don't want you to be in mine. So yeah, <laughs> point blank, that's it. That's it. And I was thinking on SMH Pod, I can share some responses that you can send. I know what's in my vagina has uh, certain yeah. go-to yeah. responses. I've copied hers. I made some of my own. Um, I think after one date, it's really easy. You could just be like, "Hey, I wasn't really feeling it." After a few dates, you could just say, "Hey, I've really enjoyed spending time with you, but I don't think this is going." Yeah, or we're looking for different things. I don't think we have great chemistry. Yeah. Um, it's just so much better, to be honest. I think everybody's been if, – if if you've been in a relationship before, you have experienced some sort of ghosting, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Unless you haven't, then go fuck yourself. There's this one guy that I ended things with back in – September, October. I really liked him at first, but then he turned out to be racist, so I stopped. That's valid of a ghosting. <laughs> I didn't ghost him though. I told him. I didn't tell him I didn't tell him I'm not gonna talk to you anymore because you're racist. I just said I don't really see this going anymore. <laughs> because that is not my cross to bear. I kind of wish you told him, but then it would have opened a can of worms and like you didn't need to It's not eat. my responsibility. Like <laughs> it's if, really not. if he was someone that I cared about, like family someone that I couldn't avoid I, I mean I tell my family all the time that they're racist yeah <laughs> yeah my dad's um, really racist yeah my cousin my uncle's like fucking really racist <laughs> it's not okay but 
you know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read, unless you have some more thoughts on ghosting. No, that's it. Hit me. Okay, so Hit I have quite a few, but I think they're really funny and sad. So, okay. And I think they're relatable. So these are submissions people sent me on Horgasmic when I asked to tell me about a time that they got ghosted or uh, they ghosted. Number one. I always get ghosted after a shag because that's all boys ever want. Then they message two weeks later asking for nudes, and I always send them because I'm a dumb bitch. (laughs) Relatable. (laughs) I once had a Tinder guy meet me at a bar where my my friend was celebrating his birthday. It was super crowded, and the line outside was awful. The guy shows up and is like, I can't get in. I never responded, and I just left him there. (laughs) He was my manager and we always flirted, but nothing happened till I quit because I was moving a couple hours away the night before. Um, Oh, sorry, because I was moving a couple hours away. The night before I moved, we stayed up all night just talking and planned for him to visit me the following week. Things are great. He's hot as fuck. He comes through and visits me for four days in my new place. And it's a great weekend, and he's saying things like, let's go out so people can see me holding your hand. Weird. (laughs) He's super sweet, and he even tears up a little when he leaves. Never heard from him again, lol. Oh, fucked up. Um, Okay, next one. So this is actually really sad, LMAO, but whatever. Me and a guy had literally been talking on and off for like five years, but we lived like five hours apart and had yet to meet. But we had been really close in the beginning, and I can honestly say I was as much in love with with him as the star as I have been with some of my other actual partners. We always ended up back talking to each other and we both felt so strongly about each other is she saying that they were fighting whatever (laughs) one day i said fuck it we need to meet in real life so i travel five hours on a bus to see him and spend 24 amazing hours together no sex just made out a lot and maybe a bit of fingering anyway literally he's like i'm gonna miss you so much i can't believe you have to go back etc etc and as soon as i pull away he texts me saying fuck i miss you already We were both, like, tearing up, leaving each other. So I leave. I get home. We have two conversations over text briefly. Then he just never fucking messages me again. Oh, my God. Obviously, I messaged him loads. Like, what the actual fuck? How dare you? It literally broke my heart. It still hurts to think about. He eventually texted me months later saying some shit about his mental health. But Uh obviously, it never went back to being okay. And I just moved on. S-M-H. S-M-H. <laughs> Should we just turn this into a ghosting podcast? I know. <laughs> okay. My freshman year of college, I was best friends with this dude. We were absolutely codependent. Ate all our meals together. I registered him for classes. We slept wow. in the same bed, etc. It sounds like she's his mom. Yeah. And we were fucking but not dating. And this went on for nine months or so. <gasps> And then he started getting really weird and distant and then truly ghosted me, a.k.a. wouldn't even enter a party if I was there. If someone's fucking you for more than, like, a month, you're dating. I don't know about that. (laughs) I would have a lot of boyfriends. Uh, So after four months of silence slash the end of summer after freshman year, he asked me to meet up after the first day of classes. She says that they were at, like, a small liberal school. And I said, sure, and showed up to the first day to discover he dropped out of school. Upside down, smiley face. Damn. That's what she said. That's horrific. They're, he's got to have, like, some serious issue. I don't know how to explain that. Okay, I've got two more. I once told this girl I was coming over at 8 p.m., and I got distracted and ended up doing something else. She legit waited around an hour or so out front to let me in, but I never came. She didn't bother to text me or call to remind me, and she lost it at me the next day. Like, who the fuck waits outside and doesn't bother to say anything? (laughs) For an hour. Yeah, but fuck him. (laughs) How could he just forget? Yeah. And then he writes in about it. Okay, last one. I ghosted my long-distance ex-girlfriend for three months because I felt like she was pressuring me to come out to my family. When we finally talked about it, she still wanted to date me, which freaked me out, so I ghosted her again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There were so, so many. And if you're listening to this, I hope it encourages you to not fucking ghost and also that it makes you feel better if you have been ghosted. This actually reminded me of a time that I have gotten ghosted. I completely forgot about this. 
<laughs> I'm sorry to trigger it. <laughs> I remembered a time I got ghosted and a time I ghosted that was pretty bad. Should I? Okay, yes, tell okay. me. So the time I got ghosted happened like basically a year ago today. Um, it was literally like to the day. It's a death anniversary. I know it is. <laughs> so this guy and I had gone on a date. We matched on OkCupid. Okay it was one of my bad OkCupid okay experiences. Mm. We had such a great time. We got drinks. He paid for drinks. We smoked. We had such good sex. Like he was really good in bed. He knew just what he was doing. He made me come so much. Wait, is this the guy who made you squirt? No. Oh. Um, really great sex. Then he was like, I can't wait to see you again. All this stuff. And mind you, before we had met, he was super active, texting me all the time, trying to talk to me, to hang out. After we have sex, he doesn't really text me. So I'm like, hey, and I'm kind of the one leading the conversation. I'm saying, we should hang out again. And he says, yes. So we have plans to hang out the day after the 4th of July. Um, On the 4th, I text him. I'm like, hey, just confirming we're hanging out tomorrow. And he said, yeah. And I said, great, let's meet here at this time. And he didn't respond. Um, so then the next day I'm like waiting for him to respond all day, sitting there on my phone, freaking out. I'm like, this guy doesn't like me. He doesn't want to hang out with me. He's not texting me. I'm telling my friends, they're, they're saying you need to calm down. If he doesn't text you by three, then you have something to worry about because we were supposed to meet at seven. Mm -hmm. So then I I freak out. It's three o'clock. The second it turns three o'clock, it's like two 3 o'clock. I text him. I go, listen, if you don't want to hang out with me, don't fucking hang out with me. Just tell me because I literally like plan my day around this. I'm not going to, I'm going to an earlier gym class. I shaved my legs. Like, you know, I made plans because I assumed we're hanging out. And he said, no, I really, really want to hang out with you. Sorry. I saw this when I was drunk. I forgot to respond. I can't wait to see you tonight. Maybe let's not drink so much because I'm hungover. And I was like, okay, great. So I, I'm like about to go to the date, but I'm just feeling really bad. Like, I feel like I don't want to go on this date. I don't like this guy. I don't like how this all has, has happened and how it's making me feel like I'm just feeling bad, but I put on makeup. I put on a cute little outfit. I walk over to the restaurant. I'm supposed to meet at seven. It's seven. He's not there. 7.15. He's not there. 7.30. He's not there. And I, looking back, maybe I should have texted him, but I was so mad. I just deleted his number from my phone deleted all of our texts, and was like, I'm never talking to this guy again. Jackie and Nicole, Nicole was on a date with her boyfriend, but they, she and her boyfriend and Jackie all came and, like, Aww. hung out with me, and it was so sweet, and Aww. I felt, like, really, it was one of the first guys I liked after my ex, so it wow. felt really shitty. Um, but anyway, a few months later, I was on OkCupid okay swiping, and I guess I accidentally swiped him. I didn't realize it was him, and one of my, one of the prompts on OkCupid okay is, like, what I would go to jail for, and I wrote, cutting someone's balls off. <laughs> so he reacted to that and like did like kind of a weird face emoji and then I was like lol yeah because again I did not realize it was him I'm it's been it'd been a long time and he goes sorry uh, he said I feel like I should apologize and then I looked through um, his pictures and I saw it and I was like well he's not apologizing so I'm not going to respond he goes sorry and then I said if you're really sorry you could Venmo me 50 bucks <laughs> and he said I'll think about it and then I deleted him <laughs> oh my god I, it would have been the best story if he I know he had done it you. if he had Venmo me 50 bucks I would have forgiven him what an asshole <laughs> I know like what a total piece of shit I think Coward. that's a really classic thing to like getting like hyping you up for the date and you have sex it's great and then they just like no. Like, why Why tell me you want to see me again? Why make a date with me if yeah. you don't want to see me? Why, when Crazy. I freak out at you and say, yo, what the fuck, you don't just tell me, oh, yeah, I don't want to see you. Like, it's text. You can say anything through text. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But People then one time, so one time that I fucked up and ghosted pretty badly. It wasn't really ghosting, but um, I was supposed to have sex with this guy. He drove kind of a far distance <gasps> no. to my apartment in oh, Ithaca, no. and I was really fucked up when I was texting him, and I just straight up fell asleep. Oh. He didn't know my apartment number, so he couldn't buzz to wake me up. I guess he was calling me, and my phone was on Do Not Disturb, and I just never saw it. But I texted. Did he hit you up after the next? So there were like he was mad. There were like angry messages. So really? I was like, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you were really, really angry, and that's not okay. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he was in Ithaca. Or he he was, was literally. I think he lived like a ten minute. Well, he had walked. He lived like a 10 minute walk or 20 minute oh. walk. He walked over. He was like driving an and hour. And he made to such a you. big deal about it. He was like, What the fuck? I'm here. Are you fucking ghosting me? Like freaking oh, wow. out. And I was like, I fell asleep. I was really fucked up and so were you. Which is why I wasn't like totally 
angry about his anger because I figured he was just really drunk. But yeah. I was like, I don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> I have totally done that before. Yeah. Or like made people come to my dorm and then, or like my Greek house. Oh, and... I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Are we answering a question? Yeah, I have one. But if your question's about sex, not snakes, then ask it here on Sex Questions. From, let's call her... Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) My mind went blank. Yeah, me too. I was like, what's a female-sounding name? (laughs) (laughs) She starts it off really well. Hey, sluts. Hi. So I've been seeing this guy for a while, and we are official. And we just moved in together, and it's all perfect. Bye. (laughs) We have always talked about being open. I know when we started dating, he was seeing a couple other girls, but stopped because he liked me so much. We have excellent sex and have talked about doing threesomes, etc. We talk about perhaps sleeping with other people occasionally in the future. We are very open and communicate well, and it's all great. But. But. When he talks about maybe sleeping with other girls in the future, I feel so jealous and gross. Like, I'd enjoy sleeping with other guys, and in my head, that's fine. And I know it's a complete crazy double standard that I don't want to feel, but I can't help it. So I guess my question is, how do I get rid of the jealousy if he does decide he wants to sleep with someone else? I'm secure in our love for each other, but perhaps less secure in my body, self-image, self-confidence. Any advice would be much appreciated. From going to this poly uh, panel... I feel like, I think the biggest takeaway I had was that it's not going to work, an open relationship, poly relationship, whatever, unless you're, unless you can deal with that jealousy. Yeah. So, and I don't know how you can. I think the point is that you're going to get jealous, like, and it's normal to get jealous. It's okay to get jealous. I mean, I remember when Emma was talking to us, she said she gets jealous. Oh, she does. Yeah. I think it's like really normal. Um, You're just, you got to push through it you gotta maybe even communicate about it say I know you're about to have sex with this girl and I'm really happy that you are because it makes me it allows me to have sex with other guys but I'm jealous <laughs> you know and just talk about it but is that I don't like that Why the, not? the reason for letting them have sex or agreeing to this have sex with other people so that you can have sex with other people like I just feel like it's okay, let's both agree that we can cheat on each other and we're both going to be jealous, but because it's this agreement that we have, it's going to be okay. Well, it's, it's not cheating. Right, but it. But I think for her, people. the jealousy that she's describing, it kind of feels like it's as though he's cheating. The jealousy that right. she would feel. And she wants to be able to have sex with other people. She doesn't want yeah. him to have sex with other people. And some people are willing to have those sorts of relationships, but... Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you want to fuck other people, you have yeah, to let you're him. you're so right. You do just have to push through it yeah. um, and be open, like and you said. think about what, like, okay, you're experiencing this jealousy, but you're also experiencing things that other people don't get to experience in monogamous relationships. Like you get to have sex with someone else and not feel bad about it at all, you know? Yeah. Because it sounds, I don't know if she would still have sex with other people, whether or not they had this agreement, but if you yeah. were and you didn't have this agreement, that would be, you would feel really shitty in that context. So at least... A little jealousy. I mean, when I, take. I don't know if you felt this way with your ex, but sometimes I felt jealous when my ex would talk about girls or, oh, you know. all the time. I'm extremely yeah. jealous. I think it's like, even if your significant other isn't having sex with other people, yeah, that's so you're true. still going to feel jealous. That's really, really true. <laughs> yeah. When he's like talking about his exes, I'm like, don't, I'm <laughs> you the only person. someone else? <laughs> <laughs> I took your virginity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I fucked a million other yeah, people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's totally normal. I think it's, I mean, I always thought it was kind of sexy when my ex was a little jealous because it means that you like me and you want me to be all yours and yeah. you're kind of worried that I might not be. So true. So I think if you're nervous about your body image and him having sex with uh, girls that aren't you, I think you could just remember that in the end you're the one who he's dating. I mean, in a poly relationship it's different, but in an open relationship you're each other's main, mm-hmm. you know? 
you can choose anyone to be your main. Yeah. But you choose the person that you like the most. Yeah. You so choose you. And open relationships in poly are, they are very different because you're not trying to build a relationship with someone else. You're just like fucking. Yeah. And when you're just having sex, I think that opens a door to um, live your fantasies more so. Like, you know, what you see in porn doesn't always reflect what you want in real life. But, like, if, if what you're doing outside of a relationship doesn't always reflect what you would want in a real relationship. Mm-hmm. So if they're really different from you, that could just illustrate more, like, he wants you and these other people who aren't. Would it be, like, weirder if he was only fucking people who looked like her? That'd be super weird. Like, you already have that. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah. But also, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like... um you could establish some rules. Mm-hmm. You could say you're not allowed to have sex with the same person more than X amount of times. Mm-hmm. You know, if you I think that's a really want to put up boundaries and restrict how jealous you feel. Yeah. Wow. I wonder the type of people that they're having sex with. I know. And if they so know about like the open relationship and. Well, they, if you're in an open relationship, you should communicate that to people you're having sex with. I think that's. I agree. Base consideration. Oh, hopefully I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you gave really good advice there. Thanks. Um, write back. Let us know what happened. Yeah, and please. what you think about the advice. Well, I guess we'll email you and let us know what <laughs> guys or what people you're having sex with, other than your significant other, and how they differ. Yeah, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's super interesting. Yeah, I would love to see a study on that. Right? Yeah. Maybe there is one. Maybe we'll do one next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll look. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review because the more reviews and ratings we get, the more exposure we get. And if we can get money for this, that would be really cool for you because we would have better content. So true. All true. Follow us on Instagram. And I would be happier person. Yeah. Don't you want us to be happier? (laughs) Don't you want us to see us? Don't you want us to see us? Don't you want to see us thrive? Yeah. Mom, don't you? (laughs) Okay, uh, if you have a question, you can submit it to the smhpod at gmail.com. Follow us at smhpod on Instagram. Um, and we love you so much. Oh, yeah.